Proverbs 30, uh, and uh, beginning at verse 15. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is what it reads like. The leech has two daughters, give and give. They both, those daughters got the same name, give and give. There are three things that are never satisfied. Four never say enough. Verse 16. The grave, the barren womb, the earth that is not satisfied with water, and the far never says enough. Back to Proverbs 30 and 15, the first verse. The leech has two daughters, give and give. Lord, as we come to you today, we thank you and we praise you for the privilege to be in your house to worship you and to honor you this day. I'm asking God for your anointing to rest upon us right now that we may minister what you have put into my heart to speak to the people in the blessed, holy name of Jesus. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. <coughs> um. Before we put the title up, uh, Randall, put the two pictures up first. I am maybe going to gross some people out here this morning. That's a leech on somebody. Other picture. There you go. I... uh I don't watch hardly any of the day's movies. Um, they just don't do anything for me unless it's a, a Christian-based one. But I am uh, an old movie buff. And uh, I, love, I love Bogart. And uh, one, of, one of the movies that he and Hepburn made, The African Queen... And he got to a point in a place where his boat, it wouldn't hardly go, it wouldn't go no further. And he had to jump out in that water and pull because he was trying to get it out to the open lake. <coughs> and he didn't know it, but when he crawled back up on the boat, he was covered with leeches, and they had to go about getting those leeches off. Uh, while he leaves that up there, I want to read you a little something about the leech. The leech comes from the family of uh, species of worms. It attaches to the host by teeth-like prongs, which pierces the skin then the suckers extract the blood of the victim. The process, the process unbelievably is painless. And many times the victim doesn't even realize that he's there 
because now I found this interesting. I didn't know this about leeches until I, until I, uh, I run referencing on this. But the leech uh, has a secretion that it puts out that acts as an antiseptic. Not antiseptic, but, uh, yeah. It, like doctors give, you know, give you a local uh, anesthetic when they're going to do a local procedure. That, uh, uh, it, it treats that, and it stops any kind of pain, and it keeps you from knowing the leech is even there because of anesthetic. Also, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's something else that comes from the leech that helps the blood to keep from flowing by releasing a substance that stops blood clotting. So the leech is built for the purpose that he's there for. I'm going to speak to you today on a subject titled, The Devil is a Leech. The devil is a leech. He will uh, come on you, he will attack you, and attach to various things of your life and begin to pull things out from you, uh, amen, and slowly extract, uh, amen, life. Uh, the reason why I say that, the Bible said, amen, that the life of something is in the blood. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the devil today, acting as a leech, uh, he will leech on to somebody's marriage. Come on now. Hallelujah. He will leech on to your mind. He will leech on to various things. Amen. And begin to pull out the life out of you. Amen. And you won't even know it because he numbs you to the fact that he's there. Hallelujah. You can't feel it because you become now somebody. He'll attach himself to whole church congregation sometimes. He's out there, amen, like, like the scripture, amen, that the brother expounded on yesterday. The devil is there for one purpose, to steal, to kill, and destroy. He's not there to do you no good. Hallelujah. He might do things, amen, to uh, deceive you, amen, to make you think everything's all right. But while he's extracting the good out of you, he's applying, amen, amen, his part, amen, that keeps you numb to the process. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And you don't realize what's going on until it's too late. Hallelujah. I want to talk about two examples in the scriptures briefly today. We all know the story about the prodigal son, amen, and his situation. And I want to talk about him. We're going to go to the scripture where that uh, parable is found in Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 16. And let's see what Jesus had to say about this parable. 
Then he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there rose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent into his fields to to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you today about this young Jewish man. This young man in this parable, he had everything going for him. Listen to me now. He had a caring and loving father. He had a family right there at home. Amen. There was a, um, because there were many hard servants, there was some kind of family business there that would automatically put him in a position, amen, of being over all the hard servants. Amen. And beside that, he had a future, amen, and an inheritance in the future that if it was used wisely, could have set him up for the rest of his life and not only him probably for his children also but the devil come along like a leech and he latched on to his mind he got him the, the leech got him to thinking oh why should I stay around here any longer I'll go to dad and I'll say I want my inheritance now Think about right this. You hear this preaching talk all the time. But have you ever thought about how heartless and cold-blooded that was? Dad, I can't wait till you die. Go ahead and give me my inheritance now. The leech was not was causing him not to think straight. Sometimes when the leech gets a hold of you, you'll say things that hurt most those you love the most and those who love you because you become influent under the influence of the leech and you don't realize it's there. You become numb to that fact. You don't realize, amen, everything that's really going on. Oh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. How many people, amen, and husbands or wives or even children, amen, have taken from their families because the leech of drug addiction got a hold of them. Amen. And like the leech, the Bible said, they were constantly crying, give. Give, 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 give. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching today. Hallelujah. Amen. And they don't understand where they're at. Hallelujah. I want you to notice something. Hallelujah. Luke, we're going to read on down a little bit later, a little further. Luke 15 and 17. What's it say? But when he, What? came to himself. He said, how many of my father's hard servants have bread enough and to spare? 
and I perish with hunger. When he came to himself. You see, you can see there the, the effects of the leech, Brother Paul, to where he has been uh, subjected, to where he don't feel the pain of what he's causing. I got I to gotta go somewhere with this. Yesterday, Brother Sussler, yesterday morning, I mean, both messages he preached was fantastic. But yesterday, yesterday morning, he asked, he said, how many men here, how many men here hasn't uh, went for a checkup at a doctor's office uh, in over five years? Man, you'd be surprised all over that big congregation of the hands that went up. He said, that proves the statistics that I read is right. He said, see, a man, he said, he's got a pride about him that he will not ask for help. He'll get just about dead before he'll ask for help. He said, most women, when they, when they realize they need help, women, women go to somebody for help. He said, but it's something in the psyche of a man. We think, oh, I can handle this. I can, uh, I, I can take care of this myself. He said, the man will not ask for help but they'll seek relief. Come on now. He said, that's where men get into extramarital affairs. He said, they're seeking for relief to what's really eating them. He said, that turns many people to alcohol. He said, and yeah, he said, some people say not. He said, but he said, alcohol will give you temporary relief. Same thing with drugs or tobacco or anything. It will give you a relief. And this is what Brother Sester said yesterday. He said, sometimes, amen, when a man gets so far and he hurts so bad, He'll say, give me relief. And so the doctors will uh, shoot him up with morphine. But the morphine don't help the problem, but it will give him relief. And now he's just walking around kind of numb. Come on now, this, hallelujah, the leech effect here now. Hallelujah, I can relate to that. I, when we was having our revival that Friday night when I left here, amen, went to the emergency room. I was hurting so bad. I almost passed out sitting over here, amen, while Brother Flannery was preaching. Went and I said, they said, what it is. I said, I've got to have some relief for this pain. And they hooked me up to the IV and they began to pump in that stuff. It didn't take long. Amen. I, I had relief. 
I wasn't walking around. I was laying down on the gurney, but I was floating around in la-la land. But guess what? What they put in my veins, Brother Jeff, it didn't solve my problem. They had to deal with the stone. Because sooner or later, the medicine will wear off. And I could tell them when it was wearing off. Now you think about that on the spiritual side. All of us, not just men. Hallelujah. A lot of times, we will not seek for the help that we need. But we'll let things fester and fester to where here comes the devil. He said, here's some relief for you. And I promise you, when you hurt bad enough, you want the relief. They asked me if I was allergic to anything, and I said, yes, pain. The devil is like a leech. <clears throat> this young Jewish boy, that leech had uh, latched on to his mind. And it got him thinking crazy things. Amen. And it caused him to lose everything that he had. He was down there in the pig pen. Let me tell you something. There's not a lower place a Jewish man can go than with the swine. Finally, he got out from under the anesthetic. He come to himself. He realized, what am I doing here? How many of us have ever come to that place in our life? Before we cry out, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? I've got a father, amen, who loves me. And his hard servants are getting by much better than I am. What am I doing in this place? I'm here to tell you, folks, Jesus offers you more than relief. If you will humble yourself before him, he will give you the help that you need. Hallelujah. He will touch you in a way that nobody can touch you. He will change your circumstance. Hallelujah. He will lift you up. Amen. Like a song redeemed. When you think my life is not redeemable, he will redeem you. One more example before our close. Simon Peter had a destiny. God had designed a purpose for his life. Do you know why? Well, let me go ahead and read the scripture first. 
Luke 22, verses 31 and 32. <coughs> this was right before the crucifixion. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. The devil desired Peter because he knew God's plan for Peter. He knew he was the one to get the keys to the kingdom. He was going to be one that was going to stand up on the birthday of the church and unlock salvation. Oh, hallelujah. He was going to be the one to tell the people when they asked, you got to repent. you got to be baptized in Jesus' name, and you receive the Holy Ghost. But he not, he not only had that key, but he had the key to the Gentile salvation, mine and yours. It could only have been Peter went down to Cornelius' house. Although there were, there, there were 12 apostles, it could only have been Peter. He had to be the one. And can I tell you today, it can only be you to fulfill the purpose God wants for you in your life. So Satan desired Peter because he knew if he could stop Peter, he possibly could stop us from being here today. Oh, my, my, my. We were Gentiles. We were outcasts. We were dogs. We was alienated from the household of Israel. You and I did not have a chance. Thank God for the man with the keys. And thank God that Jesus prayed for him. To get converted. What? Sometimes us old hard-crusted church folks need to get converted. Peter had been following Jesus for three and a half years, but Jesus says, when you get converted, my, my, my. He said, Satan has desired to have you that he can sift you as wheat. Sifting wheat, now watch this, is a two-step process. The first step in the process of sifting wheat is to loosen the chaff or the shell from, from the grain, from the edible grain, which is called threshing. They did that on a threshing floor. And do you know, you, do you understand what threshing actually was? They literally just, they beat it. They beat it. Now here, it was Satan, again, follow me. It was Satan desiring to get Peter so he could sift him. 
he had in mind to beat him down. You ever felt like you've been beaten down from every direction? You ever felt that? I'm going to tell you something. Hallelujah. The enemy's been doing, trying to do a lot of that to me here lately. Hallelujah. Glory. He desires everybody who has an understanding of the Word of God so he can sift them. Now, all right, you got, you've got the beaten down. You do that to loosen the chaff from the edible grain. <coughs> the next step is what they called winnowing. Winnowing. This is where they pitch up in the air that which they've beaten down and the wind blows the chaff away while the grain falls back to the floor. That loose chaff. And then the chaff just blows away. When Satan, like the leech he is, when the devil sifts you like the leech he is, he draws out the good in you and leaves nothing but the chaff, which is only an empty shell. When the enemy latches on to you, he will extract everything good from you, and he will never stop. Remember all the scriptures I read? These are things that never say it's enough. Come on. Hallelujah. Never say it's enough. Amen. Keep saying give. Give. The devil will extract everything out of you and leave you to be nothing but a shell of the man or the woman you used to be. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need... Amen. To walk in the Spirit so we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That way we will see and we will know when the devil leech tries to climb upon us and begins to stick his teeth in. Hallelujah. This is a serious thing that I'm talking about this morning, church. It's something we all need to consider. We can also be a help to our family and our friends who are covered with the leeches of the world and of Satan because our position in Christ can cause us to see what they can't see. Why is that? Because they become numb. That's why they don't understand you doing what you do. That's why old friends don't understand why don't you hang out with them no more. It ain't that you don't, that you stop caring for them. But there's a new nature in you. You're not under the influence of the leech no longer. <laughs> Glory! Glory! 